2: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. VTW group void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
2: What
1: an easy way to stay up to date with the latest news and trends in the NBA. Listen to the NBA Daily Ding podcast Monday through Friday. Wake up and turn up the NBA Daily Ding to stay informed on all things NBA here at The Athletic and wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Welcome to The Athletic NBA Show Monday through Friday on The Athletic Podcast Network. Coming up on
1: today's show, we talk about the play-in, which is the NBA's best idea since banning hand-checking.
3: This is Nerdish You Wrote with your host, Dave Dufour. With Moe DeKeele. Are you ready to be entertained? And Seth Partnell.
1: Hello and welcome to the Athletic NBA Show. It's Friday. It's Nerdish You Wrote. I'm Dave Mo and Seth are here. What's up, guys? You, sound, you
3: sounded very defeated as you said that, though. Didn't it a it's little bit? Just, it's just, it's just, you know it's what? Just, it's victory. I'm Dave. It's victory. <laughs> I'm still Dave. We've made it. I'm still Dave. Nothing <laughs> has changed.
1: This is, guys, this is the last regular season show of the season. We made it. We, we made, made it. it. We made it. <laughs> I can see. We got new CDC guidelines coming out. I can smell summer. i twerking all summer corner. long, folks. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? I'm not even I'm not sure how to respond to that. <laughs> wow. Um, fellas, listen, um, this is the most exciting end of the regular season that I can remember. It reminds me so much of a couple years ago where we got that one game play in with Minnesota and Denver and the excitement of that. Only it feels like half the league is doing that right now. So not only do we have this crazy parody with with a lot of Know, jumbling in the middle of the playoff race. The play in is an objective success. It is absolute, yes, it is absolutely a success. It is, it has us talking about regular season games with excitement, which doesn't happen in January, much
3: less, you know, two weeks before the playoffs. And it's all I can think about. are these to, to your point, Dave, in terms of how crazy this regular season game is, tonight's Thursday. Lakers Charlotte, or excuse me, Clippers Charlotte has implications for both teams. Milwaukee Indiana has implications for both teams. Atlanta Orlando matters for Atlanta. Maybe Orlando if we're doing the race to the bottom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Chicago Toronto has implications for Chicago. San Antonio New York matters for both teams. Philadelphia Miami matters for both teams. Sacramento, Memphis matters for both teams. Denver, Minnesota matters for Denver. Portland, Phoenix matters for both teams. Both Every teams. game tonight has significance of of for the regular season. It's insane. This is what they want. Perfect. This is the whole I mean, thing, I mean, right? Like part of it's not just the playing. Some of it's just the seating is so tight across the league, but we know that even with just the playing. We're probably gonna get this type of excitement each year. Hopefully. Well, and
2: I think that that the seating will will we, we've talked before about how the seating in the West is like how much does it matter because of how how weird, you know, where the especially just where the Lakers are gonna finish is, and also Denver being probably finishing higher in seating terms than their sort of playoff potential because of the Murray injury. But in general, like the 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 seeding battle is going to come down to the wire too, because hey, I get to second, I get I get one of these play in teams. I might get the tenth, I, I might get the uh, the ninth seed somehow if if, the, if things. I just couldn't get the ninth seat, but I could get you know a weaker team <laughs> just by by virtue of the. Uh, I'm confusing
3: myself already, but you could get you know. So there is there is benefit to even just moving up. Not that even that. Bit. It's like if you're if you're Phoenix, you're like hey. I really want the Lakers out of that seven spot in the play- tournament if I'm going to finish second. So I need to beat the crap out of Portland. Like it's it's just like this, these things matter. It's kind of it's turned into a, a a pretty chaotic end to the season. It's not
1: often that you can manufacture drama like this. You know, think about how many times people try to change things to spice it up or or leagues try to make changes to spice things up. This actually worked, and I I think that I've probably been repeating myself for the last two weeks talking about how great this is, but it it is fantastic. We don't have all the tanking. You know, we're getting Steph Curry, just ridiculous performances from Steph Curry as he's dragging that G League team into the play-in tournament. The Wizards have been awesome. I I just think congratulations to the NBA. This has just been absolutely
2: fantastic, and I was— totally wrong about it being dumb. I don't think we want single elimination to decide a championship, but having like pretty good teams play single elimination games
3: with real stakes.
1: Yeah. Like, it's going to be exciting. That. It's what the NBA was it's missing. It's going to be exciting.
3: It's what they were missing. It's, it's, yeah. it's just yeah. that simple. I yeah. mean, just, I mean, God, like Lakers warriors and in, in, in game one of a playing tournament really like it's going to be pretty exciting like let's just be honest you couldn't have scripted it, it, that
1: you are right like even if you would if you had said okay this is what we want it it just
2: never would have happened it's so random so i guess generally we know you know, you know what all, this is you know what ahead. this is this is this is you know dave you're a wrestling guy this is you know we're starting with with a with a with a really hot match like we're starting with a game 7 almost just to like as a as a as an appetite like as a, as a, as a pallet waker upper, whatever, whatever that is. I don't want to get bouche. too.
3: You want a lot of references there. Sorry, Seth. You want a lot of references, wrestling, food, things. This got confusing for me.
1: <laughs> this is your uh, Eric Bischoff specialty curtain jerk with psychosis and Rey Mysterio. And it, I, look, I'm here for it. I, I'm all here for it. So generally it feels like we're all very positive about it, but it's not perfect. OK, like there are challenges and issues. And guys, I, I think that the big one especially hits Mo very close to home. Look, you've been great all season, Utah and Phoenix. Congratulations. You don't know who you're going to play
3: <laughs> until the two days before I mean, you play. I it's tough, him. you know, and I've mentioned it before on, on the podcast, but just not having, you know, the, the number one seeds in both conferences are going to be the last teams to know who they're playing. And like, is look, Milwaukee's finishes third. They know their opponent, and they're gonna have a full week. That's more prep time than I think a team's ever really had, you know, to to be able to start working on on game planning and things like that. Whereas Philly's gonna find out who they have, and then they have to play, you, you know, either Saturday or Sunday. You know, a couple of days later. It's it's a tough. Tough deal. Now, granted, they're, the team they're playing against isn't as well rested as the uh, the team Milwaukee is going to face, but it's still kind of you want the uh, the preparation. So that's the my only real critique, but, but I'm kind of along the lines of like, you know, SOL. Yeah, well,
1: that, also, that, they're not that good. I mean, this year being an exception, obs- an exception, the, the seven and eight seed are usually not that good. So it's not that big of a deal in a traditional season this year, you know, obviously that's a problem, but go ahead, Seth. Sorry.
2: No. And that, and I was just going to say that, that, that kind of, what most talking about that happens too. I, I, I don't remember exactly how many teams, but we went into the last day of the season, my last year in Milwaukee where I think that there was either four or five and we, we were pretty sure we were going to play on our game one on Saturday. So we were going to have three days to prep and there was f- coming into the last game of the season there were f- five possible teams we could play as as the one seed so i mean you know i think we've talked about this before but we we set up basically like a war room in in like the coaches area where we were just like we 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 created like prep binders for each of the five teams and we had basically like a war room assembling them all and then like you know four sets of them got you know thrown away but it was still like just the amount of stuff we had to be ready for, and that's so that 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 happens without the without the plan. So I think yes, it's a it's a thing,
3: but it's not a thing that's completely unprecedented. Just the two points I want to make. First off, Dave saying like this year being an anomaly because just how good the teams are, the way the league's shaken up, it's going to be this way I think for a little bit. You know, I think the West is so stacked that. 9 and 10 in the West generally is going to be still pretty tough. You know, the the East is getting better and, and things like that. So I think it's going to be a bit normal. But to Seth's point, you are 100% correct, Seth, in that this is something that does happen in the regular season. But it also happens sometimes for the three seed. Sometimes it happens for the second seed or or, or the four seed, you know, in that sense, and they have to prep. So, you know, it, it, it almost just feels like, it's decided in this instance of like this is going to happen every year for the one and two seats. And maybe the answer is those series those series start the second day of the playoffs. Give them an extra day. So are we really complaining about the four
2: series, that are usually like, uh, can we just end this? Can, can we, can we mercy rule this after three? Oh, I, I mean, I get yeah, it. I'm just so saying these series, if I'm the Utah no, but these series are, these series are more com- like if, yeah, if, are, if yeah. I'm the jazz. Yeah, no, I'm just,
1: okay. I'm just, you know, if I'm Utah, I'm, I'm former upset. Video
3: guy. Okay. I'd be sleeping for the <laughs> yeah. next week in the video room. I'm not happy. <laughs> I feel they're paying. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's rough. It's rough in particular on those guys. But, but with that being said, it adds to the excitement. And, and I think that this is overall, like, it's kind of a good thing that we don't know who Utah is going to play because it gives, for me personally, I can sit here and say, oh man, they might play the Warriors. How do they match up Garden Staff Curry? Well, what's Donovan Mitchell look like? Uh-oh, they got the Lakers. You know what I mean? Like, there's just so many angles here and, it, and it's cool to sit and think about it. And, We've got like five days until we really know what's gonna happen. And and that's it's just unique. So, okay. Is there anything that you guys would change about the play-in? I mean, I think it's it's one of these things where it's so good you probably don't need to touch anything. It's not perfect, but you know, perfect can often be the enemy of good. I think chasing perfection could make this worse. Is there anything that you guys would change specifically about the way the play-in is?
2: The one thing is is some sort of like, um, you know, bottom limit on how far behind those teams can be. And I like I don't I don't know what that number would be. It'd be something worth studying. But like, if a team finish if the the tenth place team is ten games out of eighth, what are we doing? You know. And uh, the, the argument is that okay if, if if a team knows it can it can Get to even that level of, of mediocrity and still possibly qualify for the playoffs. Is, are those teams we need to see anymore? I don't know.
1: What should I, the I, threshold I, be? I mean, like I was I, thinking, what did they do for the bubble? It was three games. Or yeah, I thought it was, like it was
2: like six to make Maybe. sure they that whatever whatever the number was to make sure they got New Orleans in. I think was the number yeah. they chose. Well, and honestly, just do that every year. Just say, hey, New Orleans.
1: Even if you're the 11th seed, you're in the play-in <laughs> just so we can get that Zion money. I, I do. Th- I'm with you. I think and then a threshold. Then he's injured, just yeah. like he was. <laughs> I think a threshold to trigger the play-in is actually it would be a good thing because you don't want to completely water down the regular season where teams can, you know, uh, float along. I like that we've gotten teams really, really pushing to make that 10 seed. I mean, the Wizards have been fantastic for this, and and. and I don't want to do something that would take that away, but at the same time, you need to respect the
2: regular season. Also, there you get just from thinking slightly more global. If you, if a team, in, if there's a little bit of an imbalance in conference, and there's like the tenth place team, is is pretty bad. You get you have some weird dynamics with either you make the playoffs or you got a great chance of moving up in the lottery, and that's like. That's almost rewarding a team for being just the perfect amount of suck, and
1: doing
2: but those this, are the know. teams that
1: ideally you do bring up, right? Like the, you want the team, like the middle of the pack teams are the teams that you would like to see rewarded. This is why I, you know my draft reform actually rewards the ninth seed for for being close and, and gets them better players. So. I don't I don't know. It's tricky. I mean, you're going to be either robbing Peter to pay Paul or or the opposite way because you're you're either going to make the playoffs and potentially make it too early for your team and and get a worse, a worse draft asset. Or you're not going to have that playoff experience and you're going to not get as
3: good of a draft asset. The, 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 The thing here for me about the threshold is that does kind of make it easier for teams to decide to tank. And I think, like, let's just look at it this way. On April 10th, the Washington Wizards lost to the Phoenix Suns and fell to 19 and 33. And that is, that would be the point where they go, they might look at the standings and go, man, we're so far from this threshold. Maybe it's time we shut down Beal and and Westbrook, play the young kids. Let's go. Instead, and by the way, at this point, I 100% had Washington dead. They're done. They go on an eight game win streak go, you know, win 10 of their next 11 games and are the, they're the poster boys for the playing tournament. They went from potentially tanking to let's go make this thing. I think when you add a threshold, and I hear you, Seth, 100%, but when you add a threshold, I think it makes it easier for a team to decide, hey, man, we're just going to, we're not even going to hit the threshold, so we're going to drop out.
1: All right, we're going to talk about which teams we think can pull off an upset after a message from our sponsors. All right, guys. So we know generally the play-in teams. We don't really know how everything's going to shake out as far as who's seven, eight, nine, and 10. Totally. But as of right now, we do kind of have an idea of who the teams are going to be. Lakers aside, okay, because the Lakers are an anomaly. That is a number one seed masquerading as a play-in team if they're healthy. Okay. So we're going to take them off the table. Are there any teams that are currently slated to be in the play-in tournament that you guys think could pull off an upset? And I don't mean an upset in the play-in. I don't mean like the Wizards can beat the Pacers or whatever. I mean, are there any teams Would that even be an upset? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Are there any teams in the play-in that can win a first-round series? Like,
3: do you guys believe in the Warriors and Steph Curry? I don't know, man. part of it comes down to if they finish as the eighth seed and Utah's not healthy, okay, but if Utah's healthy, they're not beating that. Curry might win them a game. But you keep telling me Phoenix is a paper tiger mode. Oh, they definitely are. They definitely are, but if if they play the Lakers, they're screwed, but like you know, I don't know if they play Golden State, you know, I think that's a different series for them. This whole playoffs, Davey, and you know this comes down to matchups at the end of the day, and you know, Golden State versus Phoenix would be a lot of fun. I don't know if Golden State would be able to beat them. I'm having them penciled in playing Utah anyways. I think the Lakers are going to win. I think the Lakers are going to be fully healthy by the playing tournament and win the game first game. Sorry, Phoenix. Good luck with that. But uh, I don't think Golden State can beat Utah in a seven game series if Utah has Connelly and Mitchell back. Now, I said we weren't going to talk about the Lakers, but I don't listen to you. We I decide what uh, I want. Dave. I do what I want. Exactly.
1: No, no, no. It's OK. No, no, because now I want to because I am worried about the Lakers. Look, I, it, we're recording this Thursday afternoon. LeBron still hasn't come back and played. I mean, he he played those couple the couple of games, obviously, has missed time since then. I I think that that's a real concern. Anthony Davis now nursing a groin injury on top of, you know, coming back from the other thing, although he was looking great. He was actually looking like he was rounding into form. I'm a lot more worried about the Lakers than, than I think you are, Mo. The problem is, it's such a question mark. I can't think about him too much, you know. Like if because if LeBron's healthy, they're gonna roll. Uh, but I just I can't think he's healthy if he's not playing yet.
3: It's, I, I don't know. It's it's worrying. the just touch on this, and this is the stuff everybody hates: is the reports of like the guy looks good yes. or whatever. But it's like the stuff I have yes. heard. It's been like, yo. He is kind of he, he, he looks, looks fine. It, it looks like he's back to normal. Sounds like they're going to get Dennis Schroeder back on uh, for their game on Saturday. Uh, so, I mean, like they're beginning to kind of get the guys back. And, yes, the Davis thing's a little bit worrisome. Okay. But, yeah.
1: Is this LeBron coming back, being a little frustrated that nobody was playing well when he was out there and saying, you guys need to figure this out and then I'll come back? I don't know about that. I think if he was healthy, he would be playing. Yeah,
3: hell yeah. No, that wasn't.
1: Okay. No. Okay. So you weren't saying that he's healthy. You were saying that he looks okay. The,
3: the, the reports now are saying that he's he's looking really good. He probably came back just a little bit too soon. You know, it's like yeah, taking something out point. of the oven that was just a little bit needed ten more minutes. Back to more cooking references for <laughs> so. Seven. What
1: about? Okay, so if we don't think that the Warriors could pull off a first round upset, I, I don't think that any of the, you know the other teams, Lakers can't aside, if you can't could San Antonio it. It. What, what about me? <laughs> uh yeah what about in the east you know is there there's no chance that that the wizards could like go on a run win a couple of games be the eighth seed and somehow upset the sixers right i,
2: I don't I, think so i've 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 i've, I've uh, uh, it's hard to see I mean, you – Mo brought this up like in our pre-show, but uh, you do have to worry about Beal's health as well. And that's – if they don't have Beal, that's a lot of rust to beat a a top five team in the league four times in seven.
1: Okay, so we don't think that any of these teams can really pull off an upset. Although I I will say this. Nobody should want to play Steph Curry in a playoff series, especially in the first round. Like if you're Utah and you wind up getting the Warriors – that's not going to be a switch. It's a tough matchup. It's it's, just it's a,
3: all I mean, right. even even the Sixers getting Washington, if that's that's who it is, that's a tough matchup. I mean, it's at least you know there's going to be a game, assuming Beal's healthy, where Beal and Westbrook go off. You know, there's going to be some challenges in that instance. So it's not like a a cakewalk scenario. I'm for sure ho- they're ho- they're probably hoping Indy beats them or something, but you know that's going to be the. The thing, and that's a that's a serious concern in the playing tournament for Washington. So, how are you guys approaching this when you're looking at
1: the playoff series, potential playoff series, the teams involved in the playoffs? Are you guys trying to meet the teams where they are and judge them by you know the last twenty games, in particular this season, given how much the condensed season and health protocols and all those things have affected in particular, the first 60% of the season? Or are you guys trying to take in the full body of work and saying, okay, I think I know what this team actually is overall, and maybe this last little bit is just a blip. I- I'm confused right now because it's been tough all year to judge any of these teams. There's been lineup volatility, players in and out uh, of protocols, um, weird rotation stuff that has been – Directly affected by the schedule itself. I mean, it's just it's been tough to I think to assess a lot of teams. I'm trying to just go based on recent history, which might be a mistake for me, Seth. In general,
2: body of work, it's is I think there's there's been uh, I think Pelton among others to study this, and it's like the first in a normal season, the first 20 games is more predictive of playoff success than the last 20 games. Um, so like the playoff momentum thing. Now the the Difference did the, the one difference that, that kind of have found is that if there is a big kind of lineup discontinuity, so the Celtics with no Jalen Brown, the wizards kind of now with, with having actually good defensive centers, as opposed to the start of the year when they had Thomas Bryan and Mo Wagner. Um, so that's, so yeah, they're not the same team they were at the start of the year. So where do you, where do you pick that up from? I don't know. So, uh, and also, as you say, there's just the weirdness of this year with, yeah. with the lineups and now. But I, I think you you sort of start with the body of work. And then if there's some sort of obvious discontinuity, you, get, you go away from that.
1: Let, let, let me – here's a specific example. Portland. They've had the best offense in the league since the trade deadline. Their defense has been awful if you look at the whole season. And even since the trade deadline, I think they're 26th in defense. But if you look at the last month, they're middle of the pack, but still have the best defense. I think that actually secretly makes Portland pretty, pretty scary. If they're the sixth seed and you've got to play them in the first round, that's not fun. And this is the year that everyone's going to say that Portland is underrated. We've already been talking about it, talked about it on the, on the ding that it seems like teams would rather play Portland than anybody else in the West. I don't know that that's a good idea. Because I'm looking at what they've been doing. And I think that they've sorted some things out on defense. Yeah,
3: so it, it's interesting in that sense. It's just a matter of like, it's how comfortable you are with your game planning. Right? Like, if you're a team that's in, in sort of a situation where like, hey, we're just going to game plan properly and, 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 and take them out of their stuff. Like, night-to-night basis, it's different. And we had we would have to go look, Dave, at like, wh- who have they played in the last month? I know their past few games are big ones, Utah, Phoenix, and, and things like that. But, like, did they have some cupcakes in there? You know, were they beating up on Orlando? You know, uh, did they have a a interesting run of, like, easy ter- games and stuff that allowed them to kind of play this defensive stuff? Like, you know, going into, like, my experience in prepping for the playoffs and things like that, it's, it's interesting. Because, like, Seth's right, you start normally at the body of work and then go and then work your way down into like how the team's playing. But usually the film I used was always post all-star break and and, and post a uh, trade deadline, unless it was our own game, uh, you know, and, and, and going back just because, and the, the key thing and Seth touched on it is lineup volatility, right? Like some of these teams make a major change and things like that, that makes those games earlier, not as useful in terms of what we need to know versus the games closer. So, you know, it it, it kind of goes into, I think you, pro- I would probably focus, especially this year, more than any on the, the rec- recency stuff. I think there's, there's two different things going on here, though. Like, like in
2: your prep, you're looking a lot at, okay, lineups and the stuff they're, the really micro stuff they're running that we have to prepare for. And that's, that is definitely like, you know, teams kind of change and, and, and evolve and do different things over the course of the year. Um, and so you get yeah, what stuff have they been running recently? Because that's the stuff that they're most comfortable with now on a macro level. How good is this team sort of from our perspective? I think the the body of work is—it is, is still has to be very, very, like,
3: primary. Right. like the Knicks have been solid defensively all year, you know, and that's something that we just got to look at, and, and there's no questions about it. You know, same for Philly, solid defensively all year, and, you know, that's just—that's who they are, period. That's what we know what we're going to get. With the Wizards, you don't necessarily know what you're going to get defensively one way or the other. It's still a little bit up in the air. There's some good nights, some bad nights. We don't really— Fully have that understanding.
1: All right. Well, we're going to speak specifically a little bit more about the Wizards uh, and some of the other playoff teams uh, or play in teams, I should say, after another break for our sponsors. Okay. so let's talk about the Wizards. Are you guys telling me that today they're not a better team than the Knicks? Because I don't know. Like they're on a great run and not that the Knicks aren't. But I don't think that the, the gap between those two teams is as big as the public would have you believe.
3: Is that you guys agree with me there? I, I, I'm actually going to say I trust the Knicks more than the Wizards, you know, and, and it has nothing to do with offense, in, even the in the playoffs a little bit, just in the sense of they're going to defend. There's come hell or Absolutely. high water. You know, it could be the four horsemen of the apocalypse running around uh, MSG. And Tibbs is still going to be screaming ice and double. And those guys are going to jump right to it. So, you know, like for me, when it comes to the Knicks this year, I kind of trust them more. You know, their offense, I have questions, I have concerns and things like that. It'll be very interesting to see how Julius Randle handles being a number one guy in the playoffs. But I know one thing. They're going to play freaking defense. <laughs> yeah, they are going to defend. But, but you know, what happens
1: when that offense gets clunky? You know, they don't have Bradley Beal to go to. And, and by the way, this is not a series that we're going to see. I'm just making an argument here. But I think having a guy like Bradley Beal gives you a leg up in the playoffs. I mean, obviously. But, you know, is Julius Randle going to be that guy for the Knicks? I, we know who it is for the Wizards if he's healthy. Oh, well, at least and if it's not Russ. Okay, because Russ has been great. I I will. I want to give him a a lot of credit. I think he's been really great this year in particular. End of games, Russ. You know, not doing as many Russ things, making good passes. Seth is making a face right now. Making good passes to the corner. I mean, I just think that Russ has generally been pretty good this year. I think that having those two guys is a huge advantage. I'm expecting the Wizards to to make the, the playoffs. I think they're going to do this. I think they're going to win two games and be the eighth seed. You guys disagree with me here? I mean, they're just on I, such
2: a great run. I mean, I would certainly assuming that, that the, I would individually, I would pick them in both games. Like I, I would pick them even in, in India, I would pick them and I, I would then pick them to win in either Charlotte or Boston in a single game as well. So yeah, I kind of, I kind of had. Yes. Well, I mean. Again, you agree. Okay. I, you know, I,
1: I, am just making sure Fred Katz hasn't yeah. like infected my brain he here has. with the Wizards. A little bit,
3: a little bit, because I think the thing you have okay. to look at, and, and it's not a small thing here, Beale's missing games right now, you know, with the hamstring yeah. thing. It's, it's, it's not, a, it's an easy thing to re-aggravate coming back too early, you know? And so, you know, he might come, he might not be able to play next week. There's no guarantee in any of that. We we you know, and so yeah, so let me ask you this question: Do you trust that they can beat the Pacers without Bradley Beal? And if the answer is yes, do you oh, trust man. them to beat either Boston or Charlotte without Bradley Beal? I do trust them to beat Boston.
1: I without not trust them to beat Charlotte. Yeah, because Bo- I think Boston without Jalen Brown is just in such a tough spot. Kemba Walker has looked better, but um, I I don't know. I Losing Jalen Brown really sucks because it it saps the one thing Boston had going for him this year that was going well. Yeah, you know Jalen Brown's been awesome all year, and, and now I feel like Boston just kind of has been neutered, and they were already neutered because they didn't have if any. S-
2: yeah, and if you saw the lineup they had to put out the other night, they had like two and a half like playoff rotation quality players, like the Tatum and. Whatever you think of Tristan Thompson and Fournier and Grant Williams at this point, like that's that's oof, that's yeah that, that's
1: rough. And and I mean I feel bad not even talking about them, but they just I just well, don't give them I, a realistic I think chance without
3: Beal. That's that's a game. That's a real game that I think Boston can win. And and I get the how bad the feelings are there and and things like that. But that's a game they can legitimately win if Bradley Beal's not in the lineup. What about the Grizzlies? The Grizzlies
1: are pretty good. Are we completely overlooking the Grizzlies? Is there a chance that they could that they could beat the Lakers or the Warriors, you know, if they get to that point,
2: if they win that first game? They've sort of just been
3: completely ignored in everything all year. They're they're the new Spurs. No, I mean, in that sense, but they're fun. They're more fun. They're more You're fun right. to watch, but they've flown under the radar. They're a half game behind Golden State. They could finish in the top half of the bracket. Like that's a, and, and, and I think they could be a, one of those teams. I don't think they will. I think it's a hard, again, this is their, this is going to be their second taste in the play-in tournament. You know, this is their, they're the only team that have played in it twice, it seems, Um but I think it becomes a uh, – well, I can't remember who was in the – did they even have one in the East last year? No, nobody qualified. Right. No. The, the yeah, um. No. They're interesting. I I mean they could. I think they legitimate – this is one of those things on like any given night, Memphis can win one game. Like they're that good against any opponent. And, and, and so there's a possibility. I just don't think they would in that instance because I also think – Man, could you imagine a game with Draymond Green with his life on the line, playoff life on the line, we should say? Like he's we've seen you it. Know,
1: like he's- we've seen it. That game seven from twenty sixteen is one of the most incredible performances I've ever seen from a guy who doesn't have a jump yeah. shot. I mean, like he just was just absolutely absurd. And that's the thing that keeps me from counting the like, warriors would, out, is not only Draymond, but I Steph would Curry. trust
3: I would trust Curry and, and Draymond to will a win over Memphis. To, to get to the uh, uh, postseason. Uh, Memphis has
1: been really solid, I think, lately. And, and they're not getting blown out. And when they lose, they're not really getting blown out. I think that things have worked out okay for them. Ja, I don't know. I mean, I, do you trust Ja in a, in a single game elimination? I don't know about yet. Maybe in a couple years. You know, that's a tough spot for a young point guard.
2: And especially that's just – just the matchup there is – is you know, the, I always that, – that's an interesting dynamic in the playoffs is when like your guy who you count on to be your best player is suddenly at a big disadvantage because of the matchup. Like what that does. Like what should be a positive for your team is now a negative. It's sort of – it's like the – uh it's the 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 Drexler ninety two effect, right? Where it's like, oh, he's Portland, you know, in that Bulls series, he's Portland's best player, and then MJ just obliterates him, and now your your biggest strength is uh, is a smoking crater. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's it's
3: it's hard. And the other thing too is, besides a few games here and there, he hasn't looked like Josh since he sprained his ankle. Like he just hasn't looked. Yeah. A consistently thing. We've had games where he's gone off and had flashes, but it's just, it's hard to trust that. You know, I, I haven't seen it consistently this season since he's come back. So I'd be, I'm not trying to trash him I think Memphis is a good team and an up-and-coming team, but I just don't, I don't know if th- this is the year.
1: I kind of feel the same way about Charlotte, right? Like I think Charlotte just,
2: it, it, it's just not the year for them. The, Charlotte is interesting because they have a, like the way they play is, is not playoff unfriendly. No. Like they've, and you they know, would have been, I don't think they would have been in the play-in if LaMelo hadn't gotten
1: hurt.
3: You know? I mean, if Gordon Hayward didn't get like hurt. He, I think that's the, the, the bigger thing. Right. You know, they had a rash of injuries. If one of those guys stay healthy, yeah. they're in a good position. I think
2: like PJ P. Washington as a playoff five, like that's a normal thing for them. But in the way that the playoffs tend to play, like that's a that's a thing teams would go to. But it's kind of a thing that Charlotte they just is just done. They just they've just done. Yeah,
1: and they've got and, and you know Biombo is not great, but Biombo is he's solid. He you know he gets stuff done, can catch lobs. Uh, uh, Zeller's not playing enough. I don't think. Um, they they just don't they don't scare me quite as much as I thought they might by this point. And a lot of it is you know Lamelo going out really kind of killed their momentum a little bit. Um, and, and you mentioned Gordon Hayward. They kind of had a few. So I guess overall it's just like we, we really think Steph Curry and LeBron are going to own this play-in. Is that, is that how we feel?
2: I, I, man, I, I honestly, like just from, from a sheer, like, excitement standpoint, I kind of if, – if it was – if a 7-8 game was the Lakers and Warriors, I would kind of like to see the Warriors win – because then, then that the Lakers in a, a single, not just a, like a one game in, but a one game out, like that's 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 some atmosphere right there. You trying and to give I, Adam I'll Silver be honest a heart here. attack, dog? You trying to kill Adam
3: Silver?
1: <laughs> Utah versus the Lakers in the first round <laughs> would be
3: awesome. I don't think that's it as would much be, of a series as you people think it is.
1: It's so unfair. Well, if the Lakers are healthy, I'm saying like it would be so unfair to Utah. To have been so great all year long. I mean, just fantastic. Every indicator is so awesome. And congratulations, you've got LeBron James. And just the Anthony way it Davis.
3: worked out this year. You know, it's 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 one it's of cool. those tough uh, instances. You know, it's it's because you know we all know if the Lakers were healthy, they probably would have been one or two. You know, worst case, I think third in the West in that instance. And and it's just this is how the season breaks sometimes. That's the way it goes. When I was in San Antonio, we didn't want Memphis in the first round. That was my chance at a ring, you know, and Memphis was a tough matchup for us. And lo and behold, we lost. If we win that series, I'm confident I have jewelry.
1: There you go. Okay, so this is where we would normally do our look ahead, but we kind of just did a full episode that's a look ahead. Playoffs after the next episode is playoffs. I know. Let's go. I, it, well, so – I guess looking when you guys are watching the play in, okay, in the next few days, it's going to start Tuesday. So before we record next week, what are you guys looking for? I want to see. I want to see. Is Steph Curry going to play 40 minutes? Is he going to play 48 minutes? I want to see who's really gunning
2: for this. I'm interested to see which teams play basketball and which teams play. no this sort of there's sort of a you know there. you can see you can see teams get tight on offense when they start to you know early in the game sort of default to like best player dribbling at the top of the floor maybe one action into it like which teams are gonna like okay yes it's the playoffs but we're still playing basketball um and i think those are the teams that are that are going to you know have more success than the teams that, that are start the play and just squeezing it really tight. Um, I think the Warriors and Lakers are going to be fine.
3: There's a level of just being having been there, but I'm actually more interested yeah. in the lead-up to the play-in. What team is just going like, if you're the Warriors, well, they got a lot to play for, but maybe the Lakers, if, if they're clenched in, what do you do? Do you get LeBron on the court because you need to get him reps, or do you give him rest? you know you have that kind of tough thing to play. I think Boston is basically locked in at 7, I believe. Yeah. So I mean mm-hmm. they're they're only a game and a half on up on Indiana at 9, so they could drop, but you know, do you start trying to give guys rest to get ready for this little tournament? That's there's also not a lot of time in in between games. So, you know, do you, how do you start managing are you going to start managing your guys now? For preparations of being in the playing tournament, that's something I'll probably keep an eye well, on. Well, you know, that's another thing
1: that that I haven't really thought about is if you if you're in that seven eight game, and you have to, and you lose, you got to play another game. And and if you were the 9-10, ten, let's say you were the ten seed, you got to travel for both games, and that. Makes it increasingly difficult for for those lower seeds, I think, to actually break through. And this is how it ought to be. You want to at least reward those seven and eight teams for being almost good enough to be a real playoff team. Because that's where we're at now. We're making fun. The seven and eight teams are no longer playoff teams. They're now play-in teams. So we only have 12 real playoff spots. That's great. I love it. And
2: I'm like... And I'm fine with that. Yeah. Like yeah. it's – it's it's like there, there's, there's, there's been a lot of, well, but you worked all year and you made it to the seventh seed. You deserve a play. No, 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 no. The rules from the start of the season were this. And if we're going to say the six teams are the six teams that are in and everyone else can kind of duke it out and that's the rules, that's the rules. There was no like natural order that decreed 16 full playoff teams that are guaranteed a seven-game series. And having to win an end is great. You don't have games. to like it, but you better learn to live with
1: it because the play-in is here to stay. For Motokill, for Seth Partnow, I'm Dave DeFore. That was Nerdish She Wrote. This is The Athletic NBA Show. Rate, review, and subscribe. We'll talk to you guys next week during the playoffs.
0: Now, get 0% APR or up to $1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562 314 4603 for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.